A podcast? Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area, scarier than... On this episode of The Million Dollar Plan, we talked to CJ. CJ is, you can't say he's in the middle of his career. He's 33 years old. Things are going well, making some good money. Might have a housing change, potentially. Wants to... Uh, take a look at how he's doing long term and he joins us on the program now hello cj how are you i'm doing well pete how are you today i'm pretty good what 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 can we do you for as an old guy would say to another old guy who walks into a fill-in station in nowhere usa (laughs) well basically uh my wife and i both got our career started as you would say late in our late 20s uh before we really got a job that we were saving for retirement uh, now we have, you know, a mortgage, uh, and I have student loans, and, uh, you know, we're both saving for retirement, but since we got started late, I didn't know if we had to get more aggressive with that. Now I'm just kind of trying to weigh the options of, you know, saving and, you know, potentially upgrading a house and having a child soon. So there's a lot going on, but I don't know if you can get one singular question from all that. Now, do you have the hips to have a child, CJ? I mean, do you feel you are you built appropriately for you to have a, a baby? No, that got weird. I say myself, uh, no, I think uh, my wife though. I think she's uh, she her hips don't lie. I guess you could say. <laughs> oh that. my gosh, who knew a Shakira reference would make it onto the program today? <laughs> uh, all right, CJ. Uh, good dad joke, by the way. Very good dad joke. If you're thinking about starting a family, excellent start. <laughs> Um, okay, so why did you get a late start to your career? So help me understand that. Because I've looked at your financial life, and I have definitely have feelings about that. But now I'm interested. What, why the late start? What's going on? Uh, well, I, I guess I graduated college uh, in the depths of the recession when there weren't, couldn't really find a job. So I went into retail management. Okay. And then at that time, uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law talked me into going for my MBA because, you know, why not? Because you don't. And there's not many jobs floating around this area, so you might as well do that while you have time. Um, and so then I, I got job, multiple, you know, job offers and, and stuff while I was getting my MBA, and that's why I got started late. You know, not, not only did the economy pick up, but, you know, I was also in the middle of getting my MBA as well. So that was something that kind of turned towards, you know, actually getting it started as opposed to just make, you know, getting a paycheck, I guess you could say. Sure. Did you, did you end up with student loans because of that MBA? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm actually, I was, I've been paying them off rather aggressively. I think I'm down to, like, I pay 300 a month. I'm down to maybe three years left in okay. that right now. Okay. Yep. I like the way you said that, by the way. And Bree, pull up his numbers. I want to take a look. Uh, you, uh, What's fascinating to me is the way you said that. You said, I have three years left. Most people don't think about student loans that way. They say, I pay 300 a month, and then they have no clue on how long they have left. So let's go full screen on that, Bree, and see. All right, so you've got... Uh, $125,000 a year annual income. Your take-home pay is $6,400. you have been able, even though you got a late start, to have twenty-five grand in saving or in your long-term savings. That's got to have been the last couple of years, right, CJ? 
more or less. Yeah, you could say that. It's probably been, I don't know, yeah, maybe three or four years, really, right around there. But you must have just so, recently cranked it up to 900 a month then. Oh, yes, exactly. Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah we finally uh, reached a point where we had that extra money, or at least in our budgeting mind, we we were comfortable to have the extra money to put towards that, so we both we upped it. You got seven thousand uh, dollars in regular savings. Let's take a look at your debts too. Your your current mortgage. How much are we owing on the current mortgage? Do you know? You mean the the total on the on the loan itself or per month payment? Uh, uh, per month, you're eleven hundred. What's the total loan? Uh, well, well, right now we would. I think we owe one twenty nine. It was one forty six. Okay, so aggressive on that too. Yes. Yeah, you could say that. Four thousand in credit card debt. What are, what are you doing there, CJ? You going to Victoria's Secret a lot? Like, how do you get four grand in credit card debt in this situation? Uh, that's uh, that's actually kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of older debt that I've been rolling from card to card as I as I save instead of paying that off. So, and what <laughs> I, I mean, you probably hate this kind of strategy. I'm I'm rolling that every year into a, a new interest-free loan. Of course, I'm paying a three percent charge but i'm never paying interest on it well and then, you know you're, you're probably going to slap me for saying that but you know i don't <laughs> that's what i do i mean i i i, I the, the purpose is to get that paid off but i was trying to focus on my student loan which i'm paying six and a half percent on rather than you know that which i'm it's less even though usually it wouldn't be less but i'm paying less interest I, on the cards i am on my student loan yeah, so I don't recommend it that way, but I got to be honest. Number one, I'm never going to slap anyone because I'm not much of a fighter. I will. I'm a tickle and run guy. I'll tickle you, and then okay. when you when you want to punch, I'll run. Uh, number two, okay. that's important to know. Uh, number two, uh, I, it looks like your I like your situation. There's some things I don't like, but overall, um, I like your situation. And the reason I like it is because your retirement situation is a lot better than you think. So, CJ, your million-dollar day is October 10th of 2041, and if we take that a little bit further, that means at age 67, you'll have $2.2 million, or $5,300 a month of income, but after inflation, it feels like $2,300. So, here's the good, I have good news and bad news. Good news is, you'll have over $2 million when you retire. The bad news is, you can't survive on $2,200, $2,300 a month of retirement. Right. Right. I mean, isn't that crazy? Right. You got a late start, but you're going to have $2 million, but it doesn't matter. Right. The, the late start thing is, is, the, is, this, is, the, is the, the crunch there. That's, that's kind of why I'm saying, do, I have to, do we have to up that percentage and find, find a way to do that to, to retire comfortably in your terms? Well, yes, but then the housing and then the family really get involved in this. So you've got a household income of one hundred and twenty something thousand bucks. How does that break down between you and your wife? Almost evenly. Okay. So, do either of you plan if if you start a family? Do either of you plan on staying at home, like stay home dad or stay home mom, or do you continue expect the careers to continue? Uh, yeah, we're expecting them to continue for the most part. Yeah, that's that's our expectation now. Okay. And then from a housing perspective, how do you think your housing situation will change? I know that, that you're sort of floating this right now, but you're at $1,100 a month payment-ish, I think, right now. What would that go to if you changed houses? 
roughly 15 or 16. And that's kind of like an average of what we've been looking at. Okay. And then, so what other, what other expenses would go away? You're, you would move in the next one or two years. Does that seem about right? That seems, yes. If you ask my wife, it would be sooner, but uh, we, we had to push that out. Probably, yeah, one or two years is realistic. And then your student loans will be done in three years. Correct. So that will go away. Uh, I would think by then your credit card debt would be gone. Right. Exactly. Any other debts demolished by then? Uh, not demolished, no. Okay. No. Um, the car payment would have a year and a half or so left on it in two years. How did your savings account, you have $7,000 in savings. How did it get to that point? Just natural savings or did, was there an event? Yeah, no, no, no. That's just, that's just a couple hundred dollars here and there. That's kind of our emergency fund slash our slush slash house down payment. That, the, 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 that is a lot of that is meant to, to go, um, towards a new house, but it also acts as an emergency fund. So we don't put anything more on credit cards. Yeah. When medical or car stuff comes up. You know what's fascinating about your situation? I'm just running some numbers here as we talk about this. You know, we talk about getting a late start and what that really means. I, I bet you essentially got a late start by about, what, six years, five years? Is that what it felt like? Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. So if you add that into your situation, um, let's say you got that sort of late start. As opposed to having I mean, 2.2 million, but with the numbers being the same, you'd have 3.7 million if you had the same start but five years earlier. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's how time affects our investments so much. If a few years into your career, you have, but five or six years earlier, you had $25,000 start and 900 going a month, you'd have almost $4 million at retirement instead of 2.2, but that delay cost you over $1.5 million. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm salting wounds. At this point, I'm taking your wounds, spreading them apart, and just pouring in like salt bay right into your wounds. Yep, that's it. That's it. This is fascinating. I'm not to trivialize your situation. I know you're here for help, but this is fascinating to me because you're doing pretty much everything right, or, or I would say right for you because you're you're doing it different than I would do it, but you're what you're doing is working. Um, but it's just it's just late to the game. So it either means A... At some point, hopefully based on you or your wife's career, you would get a significant pay raise, or B, you have to push back retirement. What are either of you in an industry in which a, a significant pay raise of five to ten grand is on the horizon? Oh yeah, no, I, actually, I mean, if you want me to dig into that, I average like I've, I've averaged six or seven percent. Um, Per year. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily need that in one chunk. I mean, if you're talking about 7% I want to make it now, that's $5,000 right yeah. there, yeah. you know, about. So if you do that a couple of years in a row, then that's $10,000. Yeah. So, like so many, I mean, I, think yeah. it, it, I don't think it's going to, you know, maybe I'll get a, I, I mean, I'm, at, I'm kind of on the verge of promotion. I guess you could say I might get like a lump 12 or 15, you know, being optimistic, you know, in one year. You know, and then bonuses to come after that. The way my company works is then it's it's more bonus oriented once you get to that level. So are, I, I'm not a real big title guy. I know like people like titles, but is your title mm -hmm. that in the management chain, or are you still a, an associate? Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm just right below management chain, looking to get promoted in the next year or two. 
Okay. What industry are you in? Can you tell me that, or does that like compromise? Are you like in the CIA? Can you tell me that? Yeah, yeah. You could take CIA and then change a letter, and then you can. If, can you get that? Oh, jeez. Uh, it's, it's just one letter change, and then you have you're really onto the industry. Oh, jeez. I have no idea. What is it? It's not a CIA. It's a CPA. Oh, you're an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why I had some of the numbers already worked out. I'll tell you this, though. You're pretty interesting to talk to, which is just not <laughs> consistent. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I don't like that that uh, bias that we get around here. You know, we try it's our best. It's true, though, CJ. I've, I've met thousands of CPAs, and I've talked to tens of them in, in a good conversation. So I'm just kidding. Uh, so that's good. Okay, so if you're in the okay, well, this changes everything in my mind. Like, number one, I'm glad you're cognizant of how you're doing things. Number two, that explains completely why you're doing the debt thing uh, with the running the cards around. That's a very CPA thing to do. Uh, number three, your income is, I don't want to call it limitless, but it's on the right track and it'll be fine. Right, right, exactly, right. So, I mean, I'm trying to get an idea of, you know, should, uh, you know, should I really... Wait, obviously the baby needs to come sooner than later and the children, but, uh, you know, is, do we have to up our savings sooner than later, or do I really, do I, should I realistically be looking at instead of doing total 9%, like 15%, you know, try and do that and then get the compounding going earlier? Yes. I mean, uh, I mean, you already saw what know, a five-year delay does. So, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I like the idea that you're trying to knock out some of these debts and things, but if you're talking about, I mean, you have to think that your net income post childcare, I and mean, maybe you've got a childcare plan, of course, but it's going to be lower than what it is now, right? Or do you have free childcare? Well, it would be probably partially free between older sisters and and mothers and mothers-in-laws. I don't think we would be full-time childcare. Okay. Well, then I would, I would, uh, whatever your next pay increase is, uh, I would use that the next two very easily to crank up by, I guess, seven percent a year uh, of your four hundred one k. Crank it up by seven percent to sixteen percent. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is, if you get a seven percent raise, uh, right. as opposed to absorbing that raise, just throw it towards. I mean, it's not going to work out to sixteen percent. Because it's seven percent on nine, you know how you know right. how numbers work. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. But yes. yeah, but uh, where I, you? I, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. yeah. But you can... <laughs> so I, I love your situation. What have you done? Okay, so now now that I know you're an accountant, now my other set of questions come out. By the way, did I know you're an accountant? Did you tell us this, and I just did my reading, or did you not tell us this? I didn't. I didn't say I wanted to keep it secret so I could throw you off a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, now I mean, it matters. Well, here's the thing. No, no, no. no. I did, you didn't ask that question on the yeah, – no. or else I didn't see it. Uh, sorry. So here's what I got to know. How much life insurance do you have? <laughs> you mean dollar-wise? Yes. Uh, 750000 now, really? I think. That's okay. So, did you get it through like the CPA discount thing? AI CPA, yeah. Yeah. A, so for yeah, the for, deal. for those listening and watching at home, uh, CPAs always have a lot of life insurance because they get it through the ICPA, and it is dirt cheap 
and it's great coverage. And every time you see a CPA, that's what they do. And it's a, it's as consistent as whatever's consistent. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> How about a will? You don't have a will, do you? No, I don't. No, I don't. We don't have any uh, assets that really to go through probate all that much, so I don't have one. All right, but yet. but you know when uh, little CJ comes running around, that that's important. You know that. Yes. Yeah. If it's not going to pass directly through to the spouse, yeah, then we would need to. You know, obviously, yes. Yep. Yep. I, I do. I'm aware. Yeah, so this is all falling into place. It is weird. It's like, so you get a late start, but here's what happens in your early 30s, whether you get a late start or not. You get this like, okay, now let's move. Let's have a baby. Let's like, everything happens at once. And, it, and it's like, I don't know why we do that to ourselves, but I did that. Uh, a coworkers I, I have had in the past have done that. Like everyone does that. I don't know why we do that, but early 30s is where you bomb your own life and see if you can survive <laughs> the other side. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's something about the 30 number, and then you just, like, go grow up, get a, you know, it's like, keeping. I hate keeping up with the Joneses. It's not really keeping up with the Joneses, it's just starting a, a life and a family. Sure. Thing, what, know? how, I'm guessing you're an index fund investor? <laughs> uh, not completely, no. Oh, what are you doing, Mr. Fancy uh, Investment Theory guy? What do you got going? No, I have, well, it's a mixture of index and, and active funds. I'm not doing too many crazy things. Okay. I didn't you know, know if you were, like, harvesting Bitcoin. I don't, what are you doing, you know? No, no, no. I stay away from the options, and, and I play with individual stocks a little bit in my late 20s, but I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> so you got an MBA and then a, the CPA? Yes. Man, so the, behind your name, you got so many letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. Yeah, I think. I think I might be done. But we'll see. Uh, some, hey. Yeah, at some point it gets obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's where I'm at now. Well, look, I, your situation's fine. I, I here. Here's what's tough. I mean, I like to give sort of broad-based advice that applies to most people, and I typically say things like, "Don't make decisions based on a future income you haven't earned, or a future income increase which you don't know is due." But very frankly, a CPA and you're on track within a firm and hopefully be on the partner track or something like that, uh, as long as you don't do anything dumb, you're fine, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, incremental pay raises with a, little, a couple of jumps here and there bigger. I mean, if, if I stay on track and, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, boring, you know, massive recessions and all that, like I, what I graduated into. For my undergrad. Is it working for an accounting uh, firm, or are you an accountant within an organization? No, no. It's a, it's a firm for, as of now. So is a partnership a possibility in the future? Uh, yeah. You could say that. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely uh, down, the, down the line at some point. Yes. So that's why I think making these base decisions, like cranking up your 401k to get the compound into work and making sure that you know, you're like, really, we're dotting I's and crossing T's with you. Um, you're going to be fine long term. I think if anything's going to be scary, it's the next three years. Right, exactly. That's why, like, you know, the wanting to start a family in the house because of age and all that kind of plays into the factor. You know, I can't quite save as much for that because I need to bump up my retirement savings to get the 
to catch up from what I missed the first five or six years of my career. So that that was my dilemma coming into this conversation. It's a factor, <laughs> but it's not it's not a factor that makes me go, "Wow, oh, you're screwed, dude." I mean, it really. I mean, I know I turned on a dime on this conversation when you said what you do for a living, but that matters. Like, it. it I'm not scolding you for not telling me, but I'm trying to to emphasize to people listening: if you're in an industry that consistently has solid pay raises, and accounting does, uh, you should be good to go. Now, are you to do anything silly like get a family car? Uh, as soon as the baby gets here after you're in a new house? Uh, well, see, my wife is an SUV person, so that's already taken care of. My, uh, that's, what, that's what the car payments are. My uh, daughter went uh, to a birthday party the other day, and the family brought her home, and they had a Chrysler Pacifica. And so there was a new one, and I look, I don't know anything about Chrysler Pacificas, but my daughter gets out of the car, and she's like, that is the greatest car I've ever ridden in. And I thought to myself, number one, you have really low standards. Number two, um, <laughs> like I could wow my eight-year-old daughter with a Chrysler Pacifica, but I choose not to, and I love that power I wield. <laughs> just think about that. I mean, CJ, that's where you're going with your life. You're just like, hey, kids, we've got a Pacifica, and they're like, Dad, you're the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you can impress them with that, and you don't even have to, yeah. I mean, if you can hold that over their head, that's that's power. That That's fatherhood, actually. It's fatherhood. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think what else what else I, I again I you know sometimes I'll give people uh, you know out of 10 how I like their situation you're an you're about a, an eight but you're on the way to, in four or five years you'd be at a 10 you just need some things to fall in place clean up the late start uh, and then you've got life events that are on about to start which which add some complexity but other than that man it's, it's really good and get a will I mean as soon as a baby's on the way I agree. I'll be on that. Yeah, because just so you know, and even if you don't, even if you know this, I'm saying it to people listening, a will at that point is not about assets. It's about if something happens to you and your wife at the same time, who is to take care of your child? That's what it's about. It's not about the money. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, no, I, I agree. What else? Anything else? Pretty solid. You have a dog or are you a cat per You're a cat person, aren't you? No, no. I have a, I'm a definitely a dog person. <sighs> I prefer to have one dog and or maybe two dogs, but we have a dog and two cats. Uh, see, I knew you had. So you have two cats, but you're not a cat person. Is this part of the marriage situation? Yes. Yeah. I like oh. how you read into absolutely. Ooh, do, you have to, do you act like you like the cats, or do you just? Uh, I actually did grow to uh, tolerate slash like a little bit the cats. Sure. No, I, I went into it hating them, but when you live with something, you gotta. You gotta learn to love it in one way or another. I'm allergic to cats, and I told my daughter this, and she said that when I die, she's getting a cat, which means okay. she's also a planner, right? So. Yeah, oh yeah, she's she's ready. Yeah. She's gonna have that cat. That's all, cool. All right, so you're gonna have a new house. You're gonna have a dog, couple cats. You got an SUV. Life is good. Life is good. So if there's nothing else. Uh, crank, uh, next couple raises, crank up your 401k as much as you can to get that compounding a working. Uh, and then that's about it, man. It's just a matter of living life now. Okay. That's great. That's, uh, that's really answers my question. Makes me feel a little bit more at ease as far as what I need to be doing. So I appreciate the time, Pete. No, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, if 
you want to be on the million dollar plan go to uh, petetheplanner.com slash podcast and we'll talk and i'll ask you about your love of cats or dogs or ferrets or whatever else i'm thinking about today so that's it for this week i'm pete the planner see ya if you want to be on this podcast and have pete fix your money right then hit us up at petetheplanner.com slash podcast you heard me Log on. This is for information purposes only. Not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest. The fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, this I adjourn, beats I burn, Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller, put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health, I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?